everybody welcome to lost boys podcast episode 10 today's podcast was an insecure one today we talked about music insecurities and attraction we love you guys and we hope you enjoy greater joy there isn't man literally on sunday bro i listen to your message <laughs> then i jump on villages and i was listening to villages Pastor Mark said something so cool. It's like, he, he said, you don't just, and if I quote you wrong, Pastor Mark, if you're listening, <laughs> sorry about that. But he said, you don't just go to hell for sinning. You go to hell because you didn't love Jesus. You didn't actually get to know who Jesus was. Yeah. And that, man, that I don't know excellent. what it was, bro. I was in so much joy. And I just started praying after for like 10 minutes, man. I'm being vulnerable here. And I just started weeping, man, for like 10 minutes of just joy. Just tears of joy, bro. I just started crying, man. Just reading the Bible. I was like, thank you, Lord, man. And just going on for 10 minutes about how grateful I am for wow. everything. It was crazy, bro. It was like, yeah. I texted Benny after. I was like, man, this is insane. Like, this is what I needed. You know, this is what everything that's going on in business, everything's so busy. And it's all coming to a time to launch. And the Lord just, boom, giving me that peace, man. It's just, yeah. oh. It took me out of breath, bro. It was crazy. Man. Yeah, but it's like 1 John says, if anyone loves the way that God loves, then he is of God, right? And so like, yeah, so I see that kind of love in you. Thank you know you, what I'm saying? And, and, but it's also encouraging for me because I see that kind of love in myself. Huge, and I go, I oh, man, this is encouraging for me because I wasn't there before. It's like in Ephesians 2 where it says, uh, you, he made alive who were dead. Mm. Right? So we're reminding ourselves back to where I was. I don't, I don't want to forget who I was. Mm. right yeah i don't want to forget who i was i remember one time uh i told this when i was preaching but mm. so one time janelle and i are going to uh wally to the little tent village there yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the street right okay so there's like 11 year olds with like knives and guns and stuff and every, every, every homeless dude has got a tent and everyone's selling drugs and it smells terrible and there's crap on the streets and there's always cops there mm. and we go there and janelle and i would invite people out to subway so cool but hey do you want lunch and people would go, yep. And we'd go, okay, well, we're going to Subway, our treat. And then on the way there, we would be like, all right, here's the deal. We'll buy you lunch if you tell us your story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. it, well, we, we did this a couple of times, and it, and it worked pretty well. And sometimes so I, cool. and I got to practice my counseling and my listening skills because <laughs> they, these people would just be like, all right, I'll tell you my story, man. They start from day one. And start from when they were seven years old and their mom beat them. And then they were 14 and then they got raped. And then they were 21 and they got addicted to heroin. And then they're 25 and, they, and then just the whole life. Dang, and then they bro. got married and then they got divorced and then they had three kids and then they, and they haven't seen their kids in 15 years. And just like their whole bro. story, bro. And three hours later, mm. I'm sitting there and now I'm hungry again. <laughs> you know, but um, so we invited this lady with a walker, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. out the subway. And she was hanging out with these dudes hmm. uh, in the tent city. They all seemed to know her. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we invite her at the subway. She goes, okay. As we're walking there and I'm about to get her sandwich, I say, hey, so here's the deal. I'll buy you lunch if you tell me your story. How about that? Hmm. And she says, no. Her face goes all sad. Hmm. I'm like, oh, you want to keep private? What's she's like? There is no story. Wow. I'm like, hmm. well, everyone's got a story. She said, you don't get it. Um, and as as we get our sandwich and we sit down in the middle of the subway, she's just like, 
I have Alzheimer's. Hmm. I, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember my story. And I saw her eyes filling up with tears and she mm. starts to get emotional as she's thinking back. She's trying to remember even just the mistakes that she's made, hmm. but she can't. Hmm. And it was a reminder to me. I said to myself, man, I, if I can apply this in a spiritual sense, I, I don't ever want to m- forget the person that I was. Hmm. Because in like in Ephesians, where Paul the Apostle goes through pains to make sure that you remember as a Christian mm. the person that you were. You were dead, you were lost, you were broken, and it was Jesus that saved you. Mm. Remember that, mm. right? And I look at this woman, and my heart just broke. Because sometimes we wish we could just put our past under a carpet. Yeah. You know, take it and, 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 and throw it into the ocean and make it disappear. Hmm. But in reality, that past gives glory to God because it highlights just how far he's taken you, just how much work he's done to patch you up, just how found and close you are to God now compared to how distant you were from him. Amen. So I don't want to forget. Hmm. Dang, bro, that's deep. I think oftentimes, too, we always wish for something that, like we wish for one way, and then say that was to happen. We're like, why would I ever wish this? I wouldn't wish this upon anyone. Mm. We're always looking what you can have, where I can't wait for this and all this kind of thing. And I catch myself sometimes doing that as well. But then like, think of that lady, man, that, that's like crazy. My grandpa, I know Alzheimer's and what it does, man, it's crazy. My grandpa had Alzheimer's, passed away to Alzheimer's. Really? Amen. Terrible disease, bro. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Terrible. Yeah. And, it was a blessing, actually, with my grandpa on that on this point as well. Um, we had Alzheimer's, but with Alzheimer's, it's it's hard because they can live for like eight to nine years. Mm. Like they can still live a while. It's like a slow deteriorating disease, right? Yeah. But they start to forget. Luckily, Grandpa never forgot me, but he forgot everyone else along the journey. And it was a blessing. He always used to see these specks on the ground, and he used to always pick up these specks and try to look for these little things and clean up and all that kind of stuff. And anyways, he would do that when he had Alzheimer's in his home. And eventually, like, yeah, he hit his head too many times, and then he got a brain bleed, and that was it for him. But that's a blessing you look at that, right? You can look at that in two ways, just like that lady. You know, you don't know how rough her past was. Yeah. And although she's gripping to remember, it's just like, Lord, that's where the question is, like, Lord, how is everything happening for a reason? Mm. We can't answer that as humans. I don't think we really can why does this happen? Why does that happen? Well, you know, <laughs> it's all for a greater purpose. Yeah. I think that's but you're never going to know exactly why. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 You may get to heaven and be like, Lord, this was my purpose. You'd be like, man, that was not, <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know. Right? But, but yeah. it does help to know that there is a reason. Exactly. You Huge. know what I mean? Peace of mind, I think. Yeah. I find it hard to put myself in those shoes, if I'm being honest too, just because I grew up in a Christian home. Sort of like relate to be like, what was my life if I didn't have Jesus? Mm. If I didn't have someone that's higher power than me, no matter. Yes, I swayed here. I swayed there. I messed up here. I sinned, you know, besides that, like we all do. um, It's like at least I knew there was still that end goal. Right. And I think this ties into the questions that people were asking as well to live that Christian life. Do you want to hit us with that first question there, Oz? Sure, sure, sure. Beauty, beauty. Okay, so we got a, we got a question sent in regarding secular music. 
Question goes like this. By the way, send your questions over to lostboysquestions at gmail.com. One of our listeners sends this in. Should Christians listen to secular music? Music genres such as rap can be very enjoyable and addicting to listen to, but much of the music promotes a worldly lifestyle rather than a lifestyle that brings us closer to God. Great question. Dang. Oz, what are your thoughts, bro? Take it away. Take it away, bro. Listen, man, I, I, I get where the question comes from. I actually don't think it's as big of a deal mm. as some Christians might make it out to be. I know growing up, everyone hammered home Philippians 4.8, mm. right? I, I, I can read it for you right here. Philippians 4.8 is the part of the Bible where it says, uh, Paul writes this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so people used to throw around this verse all the time to me to say, man, you shouldn't watch movies with X in it. You shouldn't listen to music with X in it, Mm. right? The idea was... Oh. That's you. Is that me? Is that me? No, no. I'm going to pause, man. We got the Bible app playing for us right now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This is live on set. That's okay. That's okay. Full raw. Sorry. Philippians 4.8. Okay, so... People used to throw this verse around all the time at me because they would say, man, you shouldn't listen to music that's like this. Mm. You should listen to Christian music. You should watch Christian movies, whatever, right? Yeah. And I used to think about that. I go, wait a second, though. Is this verse saying that you're only supposed to think about good things? Mm. I'm not supposed to think about those malicious, negative, sinful aspects of life. I'm not, mm. I, I can't even think about discouragement. I can't even think about the mistakes that I've made or that other people have made. That sheltered mindset kind of? Yeah, the sheltered mindset. Like I'm only supposed to think about what's positive. That doesn't make any sense to me. So then I read the verse again and I go, oh my goodness, that's not even the context of this verse. Philippians 4.8, let me read the, 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 the next verse. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And so mm. Paul had spent time in all these churches, this one, Philippi, but in other churches as well. And he's given an example over and over. He says, man, I've set an example for you guys. Mm. In First Thessalonians, it's all about hard work. He, he worked hard to set an example for them. Mm. In other places, it's, it's, working, it's having a Christian conduct or Christian attitude. The point is, Paul set an example. Mm. And so in Philippians 4, what it's saying is, man, if there's anything pure, lovely, commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise in me, mm. think about it. And then what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice it. Mm. So he's just saying, look, man, I'm just a guy. I'm not perfect. But if there's anything good that you see in me, mm. then you, you take that to the bank and you implement it. Yeah. Right. That's the point of this verse. It's not to say that I can't watch a movie where someone tells a lie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or when someone does something wrong it's like man that's that's far too sheltered in my estimation i think by the time by the time we get to the age 18 man i i hope i hope that we have the maturity yeah to see the reality of the world for what it is without crumbling huge you know what i'm saying so huge. i hope i can see someone lie <laughs> <laughs> And not have it absolutely crumble me. Yeah. I hope I can see someone fall into sin and not have it absolutely crumble me. Matter of fact, I hope I can exhort them. Mm. And so, look, if you if you're a Christian, like people would 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 would, would uh, sometimes criticize my my music. Mm. It's not Christian music. Right? So what do you mean it's not Christian music? 
you know? <laughs> it's like, do, do you have Christian paintings in your home? <laughs> if you're an artist, do you only paint pictures of Jesus, heaven, and God, and sky? It's like, yeah. you paint pictures of apples, and trees, and people, and, you know, like, and that's okay. Mm. And if you write a song, does every song have to be about Jesus? Does that all have to be worship song? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Of course, there can be, like, so what's the point of Song of Solomon, then, in the Bible, if we can't write songs about aspects of reality that glorify God, like love, and nature, and beauty? These are things that are okay to talk about. And so when it comes to music, man, I think music is a form of expression that can glorify God. And I think you can glorify God through music that isn't Christian music. I think you can even glorify God through rap music. However, caveat, yeah, rap music is one of those industries and genres that's full of sin and debauchery and adultery and violence and swearing and, and vulgarity. Okay, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's good. What I am saying is God can redeem that in the same way that he's redeemed me. And so you got guys like Belief and John Gibbs and Ruslan and Propaganda and guys like Lecrae, for example, who are more popular. These guys that are redeeming an industry that's been steeped in sin for so long. And that's, yeah. I like, praise God for that, man. Because that, I, 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 and John, John, not John Piper... Paul Washer, Paul, Pastor Paul Washer puts it really well. He says, I see God doing in the rap genre mm. what he has done in my life. He's taken something sinful and he's transformed it and renewed it. So cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, I like the point you made. <laughs> Dang, that's some passion right there. Boom. Can you tell he plays music and instrument there, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I just love music. That's I love why. it, bro. I know what you mean. No, I think you had a good point there on that shelter point, too. And I, obviously, I went to a Christian school. So did you. And you can oftentimes see that. I will never say, my opinion doesn't say, oh, if your parents say this, do this. No, you listen, you respect your parents, you're in their household. I don't want to coast you any other right. way. But I am saying... The way that I grew up, I know for myself, when I'm a father one day, I will not shelter my kids from the world and what it is. That They need to see things for what it truly is, like you were saying, True. and not sugarcoat it. Because if you sugarcoat and you have your life sugarcoated, like, I'm sorry, but like, you hear it in high school and like, these kids standing around, and you have one kid in the hall, he'll just bust out a beep, beep, awesome, okay. And these kids, though, it's obviously not right. And he's sitting in that moment. Yes, we know that. Okay, I understand that. But then these kids look like they just seen a ghost because they never heard that word in their life. Sure. And it's like, for me, yes, he was wrong. But it's also like, okay, whoa, what are you going to do when you get in the real world? Yeah. It's going to eat you alive. I feel bad for those people that are like that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my goodness. I, it's my bubble. I don't pop my bubble. I yeah, need my yeah, safety yeah, net, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. It, I don't know. And I think that's oftentimes for this music as well. Obviously, for me, if I look back to me in high school, I listen to more rap and all this kind of music. I loved R&B. I love Khalid, man. I just, Khalid, I still, oh, love, I Khalid, still love Khalid, bro. Yeah, yeah, so, great. so good. Besides all the music, if I look back in the rap scene that I was listening to all the time, I was a different person in a sense. It did affect my character. Okay. Garbage in, garbage out. Easy enough way to put it. Okay. If you're what you're feeding yourself constantly is eventually what's going to start to pop out. You'll see it in other categories of your life. Personally, I'm just not saying this is for everyone. I'm saying in my life, the more I had that feeding in, like when I got in a car, boom, I had some rap music on, this on. Okay. When that was on, rap music was on 24-7, like everywhere I went. Yeah, I was a different character. 100% because okay. it affects you. 
It's continuing to be like, yo, this, 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 right? Okay. In saying that, now, what do I do? I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I listen to 106.5. Most of the time, it's just podcasts. Yeah. Not saying music is bad. That's not where I'm coming from at all. Yeah. But a cool thing is in Romans 12, too, I actually, on this point, really good. Alan Parr, you're saying you yep. knew him a little bit more. Al always shares him with me. And whoever asked this question, go check out Alan Parr. He actually has a, like a five-minute video on exactly what we're talking about right here today. And I think it'll sum it up for you very nicely, but I don't want to take all his points. But in Romans 12, too, he says this, Do not be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is will the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah. So it's like, pretty much what is that? That's just like, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is initially what that's saying. Yeah. So why are you listening to it? What is it doing for you? Right. You know, when I go in the gym, I'm listening to 50 Cent. It is what it is. I listen to 50 Cent. It gets me hyped up. And that's what it is, right? But you have to watch what's constantly going in. Because if there's too much garbage in, you got to think of that analogy. That's what I put it for myself. Sure, sure. Yeah, like in like in First John, it says, um, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone yeah. loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Alan the world Parr put is that passing in video, away bro. and the lust thereof. Yes. But he who does the will of God abides forever. What's that, what's that whole Boom, passage about? Hello. It's all about <laughs> desire. Yeah. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These mm. are not motivators. They are motivations. Mm. What's the point? The point is my holiness and my separateness from the world is going to have to do with what I want. Yeah. Right? And so when it comes to music, the question is not, man, I, you know, am I allowed to listen to this? Am I allowed to listen to that? The question is your motivation. Yeah. Great point. And Great point. I hope that all, I hope that adult Christians have gotten to the point in the same way that, uh, you know, when you're a little kid, hey, you know, I'm not going to show a five-year-old blinking, you know, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, yeah. or like Gladiator or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying, right? Like I'm not going to, you know, but by the time they're 18, I hope, I'm, I'm not saying we should shove that in their face, but what I'm saying is I hope by the time they're 18 and, they're, and they go out there into the real world, they conceive some, something like that without having it crush and crumble them. Mm. right because mm. they haven't been too sheltered and it, well the same is true spiritually <laughs> and so like uh paul says that yeah there are there are baby christians and there are adult christians some christians need milk and some christians need solid food and so for those christians that still need milk that are still baby christians it's like yeah maybe you should shelter yourself a little bit from that person that you used to be and if that music is associated with the person that you used to be maybe it's the best choice to not listen Great to an, it but at the same time I want I want every Christian to get to the point where they can hear somebody say the F word without having it ruin their day. Yeah. I want I, I want people to get to the point where they can listen. You know, if, if you're going to a barbershop and they're playing Eminem in, in the background, I, I, I don't want you to be crumbled and crushed and discouraged and distraught, right? So it's 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 maturity and freedom in Christ that will get you to that point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm not saying we should promote it. I'm not saying you should go out of your way to listen to rap music. But what I am saying is we should get to the point of maturity where we can listen to it and not have it crush us and crumble us and crumple our faith. Mm. Right? Great question. Yeah. Mic drop on that one. I know we got two more questions here. I'm getting okay. excited. First off, great question. We asked that. That was awesome. 
Okay, this next question is uh, is a tougher one. I'm, I I think we're gonna go places with this. Okay. By the way, guys, send your questions into lostboysquestions at gmail.com. Here's our second question. Is it unattractive as a man to be insecure? Does it make me less masculine? Yes. To be insecure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry, I'm kidding. Oakley? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved reading this question when you said it. I kind of got excited about it because I'm like, perfect. Any chance I can be vulnerable, step outside my comfort zone, you know, admit my flaws, yeah. I'm down, sign me up. You don't seem like a very insecure person. No, but we have our insecure moments. Okay. Right? Tell me. I ain't a perfect person, therefore I'll fall short, right? So when I fall short, that can be looked at as insecurity. Okay. Right? But from this is, is it (laughs) less attractive to be insecure and does it make you less masculine? Well, I'm not going to too much talk about the masculine side of things, but I will touch about the insecurity side of things. Oh, I will. Oh, yeah, I know you will. I'm going to leave that for you. I'm going to oop that one for you, bro. You already know. <laughs> but yeah, the insecurity part. It's it's something that's kind of like you can cringe at yourself after once it's happened. I, I mean, a lot of times if people are acting insecure, it's based off past events that have led them there. Just like the person you are is led from who you are. You know what I mean? And, and what you've gone through and what you're growing through. And a lot of times insecurity in my life and when it's popped up, if I'm being honest, it's actually something I didn't even know was there. Okay. Because a lot of times if I, if I'm seeing... It was just sitting under the surface. Boom, yeah. You even and notice it, it creeping up. Boom, and then next thing you know, a flip gets triggered. Right. Right? And you're like, oh, dang, I feel a little bit insecure about that. Yeah, it's like pride that way where you don't even yeah. notice it creeping in. Boom, you know? and yeah, then yeah. it gets you. Yeah. And I think that's what happened for me. And I think relationships, and we won't go on relationship, we're not a relationship podcast we're talking about it today. <laughs> but man, so I'm, I'm so grateful for her because she showed me so much more of who I am and okay. she showed me stuff that's in me under the surface I didn't even know about. Like where insecurity pop up So there. she's pointing out your insecurities. Exactly. That's where that's it's tough, beautiful. Bro. No, yeah. that's where it's beautiful, bro. I think that's what a relationship should be. Yeah. I wanted a relationship where, yes, we're looking at the angle, we talked about this, but she's making me better and she's making me stronger. Mm. So if I didn't know something was there and never thought that was a trigger point for me, and then that pops up, boom, I'm glad that came out. I need to become stronger in this moment. I need to work through it. This isn't because of her. This is my actions. So I need to work through that. So what's the process to work through that? Yeah. Boom. Now that's not a trigger anymore. Yeah. If I, I love someone that can actually come up to me and say, this is your flaws. This is where you're doing wrong. Take it with a grain of salt. And point them out because, hey, then I can work on that. Mm. You can't work on something you don't even know that's there. What are you going to do to work on it? Right. So with insecurities, yes, I would say it is unattractive. Is it a complete turnoff and they don't want to be in a relationship with you? <laughs> no. I mean, if it's happening every single day in the beginning of the relationship, I don't know. It depends the person. But I think, obviously, it's a little bit unattractive. But if you love the person, you look through that. You understand we're human. We fall short. And with that insecurity, there's two ways to go with it, bro. You can accept that insecurity and let it kind of take you over. Yep. And it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. And I'm not downplaying this. I'm not getting all hyped about it. Okay, right. okay. But, it, but it's an exciting opportunity because it's a great opportunity to grow. It's yep. a great opportunity to be vulnerable with yourself and with your partner and be like, this is where I need to grow. So you need to help me. And these are my triggers. Yep. So now that you know that, Allow me to do the work. 
there's a there's a YouTube channel this. there's a YouTube channel I called this. I think it's called Charisma on Demand. You, okay. you might have watched their videos. Yeah, I think you recognize the guy's face. But he breaks down this episode of The Witcher, where you know The Witcher, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. With the long that. white hair, <laughs> right, right, right. Mark and uh, and somebody asked As The Witcher, beast. "Can you go and like kill this monster or whatever?" And The Witcher goes, "No, I probably can't do that." Right, mm. and he was like so confident about what he couldn't do, mm. and it showed a kind of strength and a, and a respect. And then, and then the the woman in the show says, "Man, what kind of a man would be so bold as to as to like just own his weaknesses in that way?" Mm. Right, in, in in that same way, I think there's a tremendous um, power and strength in owning your weaknesses. I love that exactly. Okay? Yeah. So, um, when it comes to being vulnerable and insecure. Um, Will being insecure make you less attractive? Generally speaking, I'm going to go with yes if it's done too much, which it tends to be. Mm. Um, however, your girl, I'm speaking to guys here, your girl is going to want you to be vulnerable sometimes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be the man. man Look, man. man. <laughs> but here's the issue. Here's the issue is is that your girl will lose lose attraction for you yeah. if you're in this poopy pants mindset yeah. of of woe is me, my life sucks, I'm a victim, and you complain about it, and you're not going to do anything. You're not making a plan. You're not taking responsibility. Mm. You're not moving forward with it, and you're just sitting there in it. Mm. Very unattractive. Very unattractive. What's far better is to sit down with your girl, and if she and and, and if she's pinpointing some aspect of your insecurity, right? Is you, I, I want you to tell me what you think about this. If she's pinpointing some aspect of your insecurity, just like you said. Yep. And you go, you know what, baby? Yeah, I do struggle. I do struggle with, uh, hey, man, maybe maybe my weight. Mm. Maybe uh, my hair. Maybe how tall I am. Maybe how much money I make. Mm. My status. Whatever. Right? Mm. However, here's three things that I'm doing to work towards that. Exactly. And it's going to be okay. Do not stay in that poopy pants mindset. I'm, I've been listening to too much David Goggins. <laughs> Do not stay in the poopy pants mindset. You're not a victim. Stay hard. Take some responsibility. 100%. W- a, a girl does not want to have to take care of another kid. Yeah. Facts. Okay? So don't be a baby about it and don't, don't whine and wallow in it. Mm. Right? The point is... You take a, you, to be a man is, is to take the lead and to take responsibility. And so whatever insecurities you have, and we all have them, and that's okay. And you know what? Your girl's actually going to find it. Not a, It's going to bring you closer Yeah, yeah. and help your intimacy if you're willing to be vulnerable with each other. 100%. And so th- th- that stuff is good. And you, ha- you, have to, you do have to parse it out a little bit. Like you can't, you can't come all at once with all of your insecurities <laughs> and, 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 just, and just sit in it. But... There are going to be times when you got to address it. So, yeah. you know, you, you take an hour, you sit down with your girl. You said, this is something that I'm struggling with. Mm. But she does not want to have to take the lead and the responsibility in that. No. She's expecting you to because you're a man, right? So you take responsibility. You say, you know what? I've been struggling with, uh, I don't feel like I make as much money as some of the guys around me. Sometimes I feel like maybe you won't be as attracted to me. Mm. Man, I, I, I'm struggling because, you know, maybe I'm not as big as this dude. Mm. And I, f- I feel like uh, maybe 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 you would like me better if I was bigger, but I'm not. Whatever you're insecure about, right? Mm. You take that to your girl, you say, but it's okay mm. because I've been hitting the gym. 
I'm getting bigger, I'm getting stronger, or I'm improving my career, I'm going to get my degree, I'm going to get the promotion, I'm going to make more money, I'm going to start investing, whatever it is. And you're taking steps towards a meaningful goal, man, and she'll find you more attractive because of that. Yeah. So, yes, it's good to be vulnerable. Sometimes it's unattractive to be insecure. But the question is, what, what are you going to do about it? If you take your insecurities and use them and leverage them to push you forward towards a meaningful goal, yeah, that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. It's going to make you more attractive, actually. And that is a masculine thing mm. to pursue a meaningful goal. Right? Take responsibility, take the lead. So that's how I would leverage those. Don't get in the poopy pants mindset. Don't <laughs> sit down and cry about it and wallow in it. Move forward. 100%. That's what I would say. I, I love this because it's, uh, it's another thing, insecure or being having insecurities and being vulnerable. It's uncomfortable. But like like we always talk about on here, it's getting uncomfortable. I know in my mindset, if something is uncomfortable for me, that means, shoot, I'm conscious about that. That's uncomfortable. Now I'm going to have to really go at that. Yeah. So as soon as anything happens like that, you just address it. Like you own it and you work through it. But I think a lot of times, uh, a good point on this as well, I would find is it's not the other person's fault like that you're feeling that way. And a, and a lot of times, not okay. all of them. You know Explain what I mean? Explain that. What, what do you mean? So say if, oh, I'm not making much money as everyone else. Okay. Is that her fault? Or is it your own? Right. Right? Yeah, so take that's responsibility. What I'm saying. So right, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Take that responsibility on yep. and be like, hey, this isn't because of you. This is my issue. I'm going to work through it. And if I need a, cu- a couple things here and there for some encouragement, I'll ask for it. Yeah. But this is my, my battle. See, in a relationship, there's a lot of times there's two individuals. So that's the way I always like it. You're in battle, yes. But when you're in battle, you're not fighting the same person in front of you or that same battle necessarily all the time. Yeah. You have your individual battles. And you yeah. have to fight those on your own so yeah. that you can come into that relationship yeah. and continue to show up in that relationship stronger. Yeah. But that's facing the ugly stuff you don't want to face. So yes. face it. Suck it up, look yourself in the mirror, and be like, stop. I'm not going to use Goggins' language, but stop being, you know, whatever he would say, and own it. I would say one of the biggest things to help with this, too, just like for me, I just I just grind harder in something else. I work through something else there. Get after it. I read. I, I learn the psychology of why my mind's even thinking that way, why my mind's gone that way. I look at the events that have happened in my life to lead me to feel in that certain moment and make that action. Then now I know what I did. Now I know where I messed up. Yes. And I am not going to let that thing ever happen again. Done. It's yep. ironed out. Done. But if it's a reoccurring issue, then it's going to be probably a problem. Yeah, man. Your mind is like the water in an aquarium. And the worst water is the stuff that stands still. Mm. It's got to be moving. Right? Huge. So you got to aim towards a goal and move towards that. And that's going to help a lot with your insecurity. Love that. I would say in general, regarding insecurity, insecurity comes from right the word secure, which means safe. Yeah. And the idea is... I feel insecure about X, Y, Z, maybe how tall I am, maybe how big I am, maybe how much money I make, maybe my status in society, maybe you work at somewhere that, you know, you're not proud of, whatever it is, right? The reason why you feel insecure is because you don't feel safe is because you think there's a threat coming and generally that threat is rejection. Mm. And so one of the things you can do as a man or if you're a woman, we love you guys, lost girls. Listen to our podcast. A lot of support. A lot we of support. appreciate the lot girls of out there. We got, Thank we, you guys. <laughs> we got girls and guys from all over the... We got girls yeah. from Thailand. We got guys from Mexico. We love we you guys. We got girls from Guatemala. We got guys That's from it. Panama listening to this podcast. I'm absolutely loving it. Anyway. We got a great culture going here. We yeah, appreciate we, y'all. I love it, man. I love these questions too. What was I saying? 
Tell me. On that. Tell me, tell on me, tell that. me. I think you're it was good. to your next it was, question. It was really good, you're too. You're on it. And you're getting me excited. It was like oh, a Come on, come on, come on. What was it? I just forgot because I was thanking everyone. <laughs> David Goggins, Poopy Pants Mindset. <laughs> moving forward, aquarium Moving still. forward, aquarium. Moving water. Moving water? What? Having that? a direction? Dude, you had a climax there. Ah! And there's the cliffhanger. I hate Ladies it. and gentlemen, there's a the cliffhanger. No, it's not. <laughs> You go, you, oh, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Fear on. of rejection, that's there what it is. Go. Okay, fear of rejection. So, so many times that insecurity is rooted in mm. not feeling safe. So next time you think and next time you feel insecure, ask yourself, why do I not feel safe? What is the threat? Yes. And the threat, generally speaking, is going to be a fear of rejection from a, psychological, from a psychological perspective. And so that fear of rejection could be fear of rejection from your parents, mm. fear of rejection from society, fear of rejection by God, fear mm. of rejection by an intimate partner or by the opposite sex. And so one of the things that's really going to help mm. is separating that divine image. Mm. What I mean is your dad is not God. Mm -hmm. And so if... If, if your dad's opinion means more to you than other 50-year-olds or other men his age, mm. I, I, get that the, I get that, you know, he knows you better, but that's not the point. If your image of your father is one of, of, of God-like supremacy where he's the one that's omnipotent and omniscient and I go to him for answers and he's the judge and if he says that I'm not worthy, then I'm not worthy. It's like, no, because there are other people his age and there's nothing special about him. He knows you better. Mm. But there's nothing special about him. So you have to separate the God image from your father, the God image from your mother, the God image from the opposite sex, right? That. Because, hey, man, the opposite, if you're a dude, the opposite sex is a judge. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not tall enough. You're not good enough. You don't make enough money. You're not in good shape enough. You're not articulate enough. You're not cool enough. You don't dress well enough. Like, <laughs> girls are brutal, man. I think guys are brutal too. Not the point. Like the point is, the point is that 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 fear of rejection mm. is rooted in you. It, it is rooted in you and I placing far too much value on what other people think, Huge. treating them like they're God, treating the opposite Huge. sex like they're God, treating our parents like they're God, treating society like it's God. My value is rooted in God. Mm. And let's not make the mistake of thinking that society takes the place of that. Society does not tell you what your value is. Nope. God tells you who you, what your value is. That's why without God, people find their value in stupid, temporary things. Like the color of their skin. Yeah. Or their gender. Mm. Or how smart they are. Or how attractive they are. Or where they're from. Those things are only going to matter for the next 50 years. But in eternity, I'm not going to be a white, straight male. Mm. I'm going to be a child of God. Yeah. That's what gives me value. And so those insecurities are rooted in the fact that maybe I haven't considered my real value, which is not determined by society. Yeah. Society, society has all these values that, that place us in socioeconomic hierarchies, right? If you're attractive, you'll get ahead in mm. the world. You will. Um, if you have a high IQ, you'll get ahead in the world. So the two greatest indicators, psychological indicators for socioeconomic status in the U.S. are IQ and conscientiousness, mm. right? So if you're smart and you work hard, you'll get ahead in the world, right? Mm. Yeah, well, that's brutal, man, because what if, what, what if you're kind of lazy and you're not that smart yeah, and you're not that attractive? Man. Yeah, yeah. 
can't, you can't fix that. And, then, and, and, yeah. and, and then society rejects you. Woman rejects you. Maybe even your parents reject you. And then you start to think to yourself, maybe I don't have any intrinsic value because everyone's rejected me. And you have that f- fundamental fear of rejection. And my word to you is, man, grow in your relationship with God because that's, first of all, that's where you find your value. Second mm-hmm. of all, pick a mission so that you're slowly making incremental steps towards a meaningful goal. You weren't dealt the same cards as Bruno Mars yeah. or Brad Pitt. You weren't dealt the same cards. Mm. So you're not starting at the same place. So it doesn't help to compare yourself to them. No, uh, comparison kills, bro. Comparison kills. Yeah, great point there. Comparison kills, and it, and if anyone listening to this is is feeling that way, or I don't have the looks, I don't have the smarts, and this that, man, reach out to us, bro, because we ain't just a podcast here trying to share. Oh, we think this is right and this is law. No, no, no. This is just our opinion with us going through our life and adjusting, and we want to just document this experience. And like we said in the beginning, if this touches somebody's life, we're happy, we're grateful. So reach out if you're ever feeling that way, because. We don't want you to be down or anxious alone. You don't need to be going through that process alone. And and we're not going to just hit you with, man, just suck it up. You know, do this (laughs) and do that. We're not going to hit you with that. We're going to actually be here and we'll be an ear to listen. You know, me and Oz work on listening to one another all the time. And if you need somebody to just listen to you and be there for you, I will gladly do that. I know Oz will gladly do that. So don't feel that you're alone ever through this process. This is, yes, we talk about a lot of things out here. But at the end of the day, just let this hit you. Who gives a crap what anyone thinks about you? Just like when you go into a gym and you're new and you don't know what you're doing yeah. and you're looking around, okay, what workout am I going to do? What's this? Is anyone looking at you? No. So mm-hmm. lift the weight. You're in there for you. You're living this life for you and God, yeah. and that's it. And I don't care anything else about any, you know, anyone else's opinion. Yeah. Get hard. Man, stay hard. <laughs> stay hard. <laughs> stay hard. <laughs> just, man, David Goggins has got something there, bro. I love this. Thank I'm you for saying for that. Um, guys, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Please. DM us at, uh, questions at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Reach out to us and we will FaceTime you. If you are feeling depressed, anxious, man, even if you're feeling suicidal, you can reach out to us right now. I'm Please not kidding. Do. I will drop whatever I'm doing and I will call you. I could say the same for you. 100%. In okay. A minute. We both hit be there, man. We'll both yeah. be on the phone if you yeah. need that. Yeah. 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 Anyone. Just felt led to say that, man. Thank you for, thank you for saying that. Say, That's excellent. Give us a holla. If you need our phone number, we can get that to you on social media. Uh, we're not going to put that out there to just get spam calls from yeah. <laughs> our amazing listeners. But yeah. No, I love you, bro. I'm grateful for, t- for today and how it went. And uh, may the Lord be with you all. The Lord bless you. Sing it. And keep you. Hallelujah. I love this song, man. <laughs> so good, bro. Love you, man. I love you too, bro. God bless. This is Lost Boys. And if you got questions, what do they do, Oz? Send them over to lostboysquestions at gmail.com. Com. Brilliant. Awesome. All right. That's it. Fantastic. That's it. That's really nice. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Right there. All righty, mate. <laughs>